you know, day to day, we keep getting thrown these curves. Is the economy slowing down? Is it speeding up? I guess last week the, the Fed seemed to indicate that maybe they could go slow a little bit, maybe sit back and see how much they'd slow down the economy. Then Monday the figures came out, showed the service sector was much stronger than expected and it hit the market. So what, is, what does an investor do? What does a borrower do? What does a banker do? Kevin Hannigan is President Chief Operating Officer of Prosperity Bank and has been keeping up with uh, banking customers in this area for many, many years through Highlands Bank and Legacy Texas and Kevin Hadigan joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. David, thanks for having me. Always good to be with you. Thank you. So what, what do you tell people who want to borrow right now? Are they reluctant? But it, we keep getting these really profoundly mixed signals. We do. Um, and let me see if I can help with that a little bit. Because if we just think generally, loan demand in the first three quarters of the year, not only here in Texas, but across the nation, has been pretty strong. We've seen double-digit kind of loan growth, which is not consistent with people talking about the R-word, recession. Right, right. right. Um, But I would say, um, despite that, and I think a lot of that loan growth has been pent up uh, uh, post-pandemic demand, driving a bunch of that, and, and, you know, very high levels of savings from from COVID-related government programs, right? So the consumer was sitting on all-time high levels of savings. Um, And so on the surface, it looks like things are pretty durable. But under the surface, we're starting to see things slow. Uh, For instance, all that excess savings uh, on the balance sheets of the consumer has kind of moved off the balance sheet of the consumer. Almost $2 trillion is come out of what we call M2, the money supply, the broader version of the money supply that includes money market accounts and checking accounts and and CDs. So um, there's been a meaningful decline in in money supply. Um, We're seeing a slight slowdown in spending and maybe more troubling, a pretty meaningful pickup in credit card debt. So... They're still spending, but it's not the cash they have on their balance sheet. Now they're dipping into their uh, credit uh, for for that expansion. Um, Does this so mirror would, what you're seeing in businesses too? Or, I mean, have they got the same it, kind of delay? Because it seemed to be like in business there was a lot of pit up demand because they were waiting for interest rates to bottom down. Then they said, "Oh, I missed it." Oh, <laughs> here, here they are. We got to go. So it's been pretty strong on the business side as well for the first three quarters. Um, and most businesses, David, have been able to pass on cost increases. That's becoming more challenging to do. And, and when I look across the business side, people are pulling back on what I would call longer-term capital expenditure kind of products, building a new plant, adding to their fleet, doing things of this nature where they got to come to the bank and borrow debt. Um, we've seen it even bleed over into uh, the multifamily apartment complexes where, you know, somebody could put 30% down to build a new multifamily uh, complex and the numbers worked out pretty good uh, when rates were lower. They don't work out so good when rates are higher. Uh, so it's requiring a whole lot more equity involved in the project. And uh, not all the equity that, that normally backs these things is willing to to do that. So we're seeing a little bit of slowdown on the business side. And then, then 
the most notable slowdown and the most profound has been in housing. Um, we're, we're probably seven months in a row of some housing price declines across the country. Hasn't been as severe here in Texas and in North Texas as it's been in other parts of the country. But we are seeing a pretty significant slowdown in the mortgage market. So prosperity now is is all over Texas. Well, not all over Texas, but down into the down along the coast through Houston, then back up through the center and then into to central Oklahoma. Are all things equal throughout the, your area or some areas more prosperous than others? I would say if I had to pick the most prosperous area in the last 18 months, it's Austin. Austin is on fire. Yeah. Still? The number of corp- corporate relocations and tech and buildings being built, uh, the prices of things have gone crazy. The, the price per square foot of a house, the, the, the rental cost of a, of a Class A um, multifamily apartment building, uh, all really, really high, which is good, but also can be a, a bit troubling, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, bubble. And it's it's sort of what you were alluding to earlier is that the housing market really has been hit. And this is something, you know, experts have been predicting now for about five years <laughs> that it was going to slow down and that it was yeah. a bubble and it was ridiculous to keep paying up. And, of course, everybody kept doing it. And, you know, I was looking this morning at the size of the, the Federal Reserve's balance sheet, which, believe it or not, was below a trillion dollars in size in 2010. It was it was slightly below a trillion dollars in size. In the the last housing recession, eight, nine, ten, um, their balance sheet ballooned from just under a trillion to almost four. Wow! And it remained at four until March of 2020, when this round of quantitative easing occurred, and the balance sheet has ballooned to nine trillion, from four to nine since uh, March of 2020. That is staggering. It is. It is. If you want to know, you know, you got all that money chasing the same supply of goods, you're going to get inflation, and now we're dealing Yeah, I mean, there's a path, there was a pass to some degree because we were faced with a pandemic. I mean, we, right. when this thing started, they were talking about how many body bags had been ordered and how it was just going to be just the absolute, it was the, it was the plague, you know, hitting, hitting our, our uh, generation. And, you know, then they picked up the pieces. I guess the, the conventional argument is they didn't, didn't slow down fast enough. Um, that would be the conventional argument. Now people would be arguing whether we've done too much too fast. Yeah. Um, so, so there's been some mixed signals, if you will, out of the Fed as to whether they're going to ease up or not. Um, if you want my, my sense is they probably go uh, 50 basis points more here in December. I think they meet maybe the 12th or the 13th. Yep. Uh, so it's around the corner. I think we get another 50 basis points. And, and then my gut is maybe they pause for a while, not to say that they stop, but they, they're going to pause and let the data uh, catch up with them. All these Fed actions take a longer period of time than most people think to, to really manifest themselves in some kind of impact upon the economy. Months and sometimes quarters right. take effect. So if someone and somebody did ask me today, recession, no recession, I said, look, we're at a really heightened possibility, probability of a recession. And if we have one, which I tend to think we will, I don't think it's going to last very long. And we have recessions. I mean, 
we haven't had one in a while, but we have them all the time. We don't have depressions very often, and that's that's right. what you want to avoid. <laughs> so tell me, what, what's it like sitting around the in the lo- in loan committees right now? And as a as a banker, do you do you watch credit quality a little closer? You you have more reserves, maybe for bad debt. Yeah. So we are in a you know prosperity. When I say we are in a very, very enviable position today. We're, we're nearly $40 billion, or we're a little above $40 billion. We just announced two acquisitions we haven't closed yet, but they will put us north of $40 billion. Across a $40 billion balance sheet, this is almost too good to be true, our total non-performing assets, David, are $20 million. Wow. Just a shade under $20 million across a $40 billion balance sheet, and our reserves for loan losses are in excess of $300 million. So we're, we, are, we are in the catbird seat uh, for times like this. Um, I believe if, if things do get more difficult, we're, one of the, we're gonna be one of the few banks that has uh, our head above the, the sand here and is still able to loan money into this economy because uh, we go into it with such strength in terms of low levels of problem loans and very high levels of reserves against problem loans. Uh, so it's it's been, uh, and this hasn't happened by accident. We we were preparing for something like this, and, and we're ready if it happens. Well, like I said, we've been expecting it for about five years. And <laughs> I think the more cautious has sometimes haven't been, been rewarded. So I, we hope it continues. I, hopefully it is going to be. You know, a nice, slow, maybe almost uh, a soft landing on the economy. And for yeah. Texas, it may well be, I would guess. If if the Fed does do the 50 basis points, as I anticipate, which is slower pace than the 75 they've been going at, and they hold, they may hold for a longer period of time to make sure they've got inflation fully wrestled to the ground. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is they don't do enough and we return to inflation and we got to start yeah. over again. Then then we get into a really bad spot. But it's as you said at the start, there's a lot of mixed signals, uh, just a ton of mixed signals. And that's not atypical when we're at this stage. But but I think the level of mixed signals is greater than I can ever remember. And I've done this for 42 years. You have, which is one of the reasons I want to talk to you today. Kevin Adigan, President, Chief Operating Officer of uh, Prosperity Bank. And it's always good to spend some time with you. It's been too long. Thank you very much for the time. Thanks for having me, David. Appreciate it. Thanks for more of a conversation. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.